0: Welcome to the Land Department Podcast. The state of land and energy as we see
1: it. Brandon, how many
0: re-records
1: are you going to be a part of for this podcast?
0: Several. Several. I got a question for you. How does my hair look? You know, y'all don't, y'all got, I'm kind of jealous. Y'all don't have to worry about this, but with a guy with a great head of hair, not as good as Steve Cars, but... You know, I really worry about what it, what it's looking like today. How, how does it look? Uh, huh? It it looks a bit like me at age, age 23
1: me. <laughs> <There you go>. <laughs> <laughs> I started, I started, I started the receding airline quickly. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, the bald head's nice. It's easy. Low maintenance. Yeah. Right? That right, Mike? That, that's exactly right. Yeah. Speaking of, speaking of easy maintenance, uh, we're talking about ARI today. Mike, you're at ARI. Let's, let's introduce you to our listeners. Who are you, Mike? Mike Gibson, Managing Director of Associated Resources. Nice. You're down there in Houston, right? I am in Houston, Texas, where it is always hot and muggy. Always hot and muggy, for sure. Well, we're, we're talking about streamlining the back office today. Um, I think for a lot of people <laughs> in the industry they're probably not too focused on the back office that often. And it's nice to talk to someone whose sole focus is that. So for listeners out there who aren't very familiar with the back office, don't spend the day-to-day inside of that operation. How do you define the back office? What is it? Lease records, division order and
2: accounting. That's how I would define it. And it is a multitude of items that are maintained for clients on a daily basis for operating purposes and production purposes. Uh, most people, for example, most people think of, you know, they think of oil and gas and they think of gasoline that you get at the pump or oil you put in your car.
1: That's, that's about it. Uh, when there's way more to it. Brandon, I'll cue you. How do you think about the back office?
0: Uh, I define a back office as, uh, the items that maintain your contracts that maintain uh, your assets, uh, track your, the ownership and your wells. Um, a lot of times, like Mike was saying, you know, people don't think about what all goes on behind the scenes. And, uh, the back office is the trenches. It's, it's the heart pumping, uh, blood through the company. And if you're not maintaining your assets and, keeping your owners and your partners happy, then you're going to lose Wells and all, all the bad stuff. So it really is an important role. It plays a great role. Um, just like an offensive or defensive line in football. If you don't have a good offensive or defensive line, you don't have Jack. You're not going to be in the yeah. top 25. You're not going to playoffs. <laughs> you're probably going to be in division two somewhere. It's kind of like when OU comes to SEC, they're going to figure that out. Mm -hmm.
1: Exactly. (laughs) I I
2: knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. (laughs) I did too. I was just going to say it sounds like a bunch of
1: Aggies. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Well, obviously, there's a lot of challenges that go on in the back office. What are some of the things that you see most often in companies that struggle in the back office? Staffing issues,
2: bad data uh, or inaccurate data. It's unorganized um and you're working usually with historical data that needs to be cleaned up or corrected at the same time of of doing real-time data um example is I, i have clients that we work with every day and if you don't get the data in correctly the first time and spend the time to do it right or they allow you to spend the time to do it right you will continue to clean it up over the time of maintaining that asset.
0: Yeah, and to that point, Mike, you know, it, it if you don't do it up front, it really never gets cleaned up, does it? Yeah. No, it does not.
2: And it's a it's a struggle. It can be a, a, a big struggle to to do that. So and then it makes you feel it makes you feel like you need to add more manpower to it when in reality if you just do it right the first time, you don't. It just mean it can help maintain it
1: much more precisely cool so i want to dive in a little bit deeper and talk about you know you mentioned organizing data and how that's important what does organ unorganized data look like chaos (laughs) it's just pure chaos
2: um I, i say it in that tone in that way because When it's unorganized, you can feel lost at times um, because you feel like you're, you're grasping for something that's there and you know, it's there, but you just don't know where to find it. Yeah,
0: um, for sure. More than likely, we've got a a story time with Uncle Brandon here. Um, We have. We have a client that we've been talking to, or a potential client that we've been talking to for five or six years, literally, and we've gone through two different land uh, staffs that they've hired on, and have the same conversation with them all the time. You know, they're they're tired of going in the closet and looking through a box for the agreement that they need to read. And, um, they're like, "How can you help us?" And uh, we tell them how that well, we can help them, and unfortunately they can't ever get approval. They can't ever get the dollars to, to move forward with it. They don't have the personnel in house to be able to just drop what they're doing and do that cleanup work. So I think um, what it really looks like is that, I mean, it looks like you're, you're going in a closet, whether, whether that's a, a an imaginary closet in a system or a real closet. Uh, in this case, it's a real closet with boxes of files and, and, you're spending an hour to six hours just looking for something that you know is there, like Mike said, but you just can't find it. And when, if you spend that time up front, get it done right. Or, you know, if you find yourself two years down the road and you're like, man, we really need to get this cleaned up. Well, don't expect your employees to be able to do that. You know, you're going to have to outsource that in some way, shape or form. An outsourcing company can help you plan that out. But, um, you know, it just would, wouldn't it be nice if they could just click a couple buttons and get what they need in about five or ten minutes for you know your report or your you know your update that week that's really where you need to be yeah
2: i can tell you an example a, a real life example that uh happened during uh COVID. uh we we were working for a client that was had some wells they were drilling reworking and we were asking for the lease records so that we could load the leases and make sure that we were maintaining those properly. And the, the comment I got was, well, the, the wells are producing and that's all I care about. So I never got those leases. Well, COVID came and did what it did to every company in the world and kind of put everybody, it felt like we went 10 years back in time and we <laughs> like were starting over. But they had shut in clauses and they didn't know what they, they didn't know what their shut in language was or if they had shut in language because they didn't have leases and we couldn't see them to tell them what that was. So we spent, I I can't tell you how many hours in the day for months and months to figure out what those were, searching them online. Well, they weren't online. Sometimes it doesn't go far enough back. So, We were calling the courthouses to try and get actual copies because nobody could go to the courthouse sent to us so there's i mean those are the things that when we say organized that's that's a prime example because now they're spending a lot of extra money and time to do something we could
1: have done in the first month yeah it sounds like one of those things that just grows over time right like yeah sure it is expensive to do the the groundwork and have a good foundation but Uh, The longer you let it go on without a good foundation, the bigger the problems become. And really, you end up in a disaster or chaos, like you mentioned earlier. So, you know, if a lot of companies out there don't have things organized on the back office side, what is the approach that they should take to getting the back office organized to begin with? Um, They need to,
2: one, have system in place or a system that somebody can use. They got to have the personnel and they have to have good data. Um, Now, those things are not always perfect, um, especially the data side, especially if it's an it's a historical asset that's been around for a while and it's been passed off to or sold off to multiple companies. So uh, those three things are your your focus. They have to be the focus and. You, you, If you stay on track with those three items, everything else will fall in place.
0: It's about making those things a priority, right? Uh, you know, make a system priority, make p- your personnel a priority, and make your data the priority. And I think that's what Mike's trying to allude to here is, like, get those things right and get them right the first time. Uh, and if you find yourself not and you don't have the personnel to do it, then start looking outside and see see who can help you
1: brandon what do you mean by like a good system and making that system a priority what does that look like
0: you know (laughs) when we're talking about systems it's you know it's like a box of chocolates as forrest gump would say you know you just never know what you're going to (laughs) get i hate to use that so corny but it really is uh there's, there's a lot of preference that goes into it. Uh, your asset can determine a lot of it. Uh, what you deem important within your company, um, is important. Uh, no systems built the same and no system is perfect. Uh, but what you're looking for is a system that matches up with the way you want to do business and your asset or your data. Um, so, when we're talking about systems, you, you've got to spend some time on it and you've got to look at all of them and you've got to understand it. And sometimes it's as easy as, you know, hey, I've got these employees and they worked in this system. In the past, they really know it really well. That's a big key. If your employees really know the system, then that's going to help. They're going to know what it can and can't do. So sometimes those things kind of spin around, you know, the people determine your system, your system determines your people, and what data you're going to use.
1: Mike, whenever you're thinking through this, the the challenges that come along with personnel and getting your personnel organized, what are the things that come to mind as like the biggest challenges people face with personnel? Do you have enough?
2: <laughs> I know that sounds very uh, simplistic. But sometimes you, you worry, do you have enough personnel? Um, and does the personnel fit? Uh, not every asset's the same, and not every asset has worked the same. Um, it also comes back to: is it a heavy? Is is the asset going to be a heavy accounting, or is it going to be heavier on the the lease records or division order side? So that's where that that personnel do you have enough for either one of those? Um, but it, it works. You can make it work. Uh, If again, if you go back to what we were just talking about, systems, data, the personnel, you can match that.
0: Yeah, I think, um, you know, another point to be made here is, you know, personnel challenges, especially right now in today's market. I think it's amazing to me it's doesn't just affect the one gas business. It's affecting every single industry out there. Khalil, we've talked about this with your company. Um, You know, for every three jobs out there, there's one candidate, right? Um, And that candidate may be right for you. It may not be right. Um, And there's a lot of people hiring. So even if you do, you hire three, lose two, because there's other companies coming poaching those people from you. Um, especially the Houston market is especially bad. Uh, there's a lot of jobs out there. People are willing to pay more to get the right personnel in place. Uh, they're really willing to do whatever it takes. It's, it's, it's an employee's market right now. Um, so that's really, really difficult to put stress on your HR team internally, uh, put stress on your, your office space, you know, uh, how many people you need, you might need to upsize, you may have too much space, and so you're spending too much money there. I think, uh, just to go on the outsourcing thing, I, I think, and Mike can agree with this, but when you outsource that, these companies, outsource companies, have uh, you know, several clients and they can kind of move people around to a certain extent, usually pretty quickly. You know, you need more people in this job right now for the next three months. Boom. Let's put, let's move the pieces over there. Oh, you're not drilling as much. We need to pull them off and put them somewhere else. That allows you a little bit of flexibility uh, and it, and it protects you a little bit from that, that market. Um, I mean, obviously the market is what it is. The outsourcing company is going to have those issues as well, but you as a company in your HR department dealing with it as much and you're putting that in somebody else's hands.
2: Mm-hmm. And you're also trying to, um, when you're talking personnel and, and working with a client, they're going to touch a lot of different clients and usually, and that's part of the back office that it's kind of the beauty of it is because you're able to, as Brandon said, move those pieces around as you need in order to complete um, whatever the task may be. And your personnel you have also comes into play with, are they versatile?
1: Um, and and that, that plays a big role in it too. Yeah, most definitely. I think, you know, people are unpredictable. They're, they're a challenge of in its own right. But then data is unpredictable as well. I think your systems allow you to have a little bit more predictability. They bring structure into your into your company so that the people are more predictable and the data is more predictable. You know exactly what to do with it and uh, the people know exactly how to how to work inside of it. For you know our episode, we, we've already talked about the importance of being organized, what not organized looks like, but we haven't talked about streamlining just yet. What does it actually mean to be streamlined? And why should people look to streamline their back office? It needs to be efficient
2: so that the productivity can be high. Um, and, and when you have that, you can be efficient with less if, if you're streamlined, um, and those things will save you time, money. Um, and you won't be, you won't have to, to lean on so much manpower um if you're streamlined um those those three things they can they can either hold you down or carry you to the promised land if you want to call it um Mm -hmm. but being streamlined is a big deal um I, i i could go a thousand stories i'm sure the storyteller brandon probably has one better than i do but
0: you know here's another analogy with uncle brandon it's like a cat chasing its tail, right? I mean, if, if you don't, if you don't get your processes written down and then also have somebody overseeing that those processes are being followed, you're always going to be spinning around in a circle. Um, and let's be frank, you know, when you're talking about accounting, you know, (laughs) that's a monthly deal. I mean, you've got dates that you've got to hit and you've got to get those checks out on those dates. Um, and if you don't, for one, you're just going to be late, and that's a problem. For two, your owners are expecting that check in the mail on a certain day, and if they don't get it, they're calling you immediately, which creates more work. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and if you're talking in a DO setting, uh, if you don't have your processes and you're not making your transfers on time, same thing. You know, These owners are expecting that transfer to be made, and them to be receiving a check to the new, the new owners expecting a check. Um, In lease records, you're talking about, you know, Mike brought it up earlier, your shut-in provisions, your uh, royalty provisions, your pews, uh, all these things that can either lose you the lease or keep it. And if you lose the lease, you could lose the well. So, I mean what does it look like to be streamlined i think it it looks like a very process driven back office and then somebody QCing that that work and making sure people are following those processes correct uh, for
2: example from a lease record standpoint you you at the end of each month you're running an obligation report for the following month to find out out of the system to because that's what you've built that's what you've put it in and it'll spit out okay hey we have thirty owners that need to be paid for X, y, and Z, and they could all be different uh, different things. Uh, it could be a surface payment of some kind, it could be a shut-in payment, as Brandon said, uh, minimum royalty payment. I mean we can go on and on, and they all could be different. But if you don't have that process streamlined, you know to do that, you will miss one and and when you start missing those, that costs. You know, Brandon, you you said it costs more money, but it costs double the money because now it's costing you to do it again. And usually when that happens, there's penalties that have to be paid for that uh, to that owner.
1: Yeah. I think without the organization, without streamlining things, you're only making more mistakes. You're only wasting more time, more energy, more resources uh, that you could have been saving on if you just would have built that foundation from the start and really had your processes in line, like Brandon said. So obviously a lot of companies out there are listening to this and thinking, sure, but every company I've worked at has had these challenges and it never changes. And the reason why is because nobody has the time, nobody has the energy, the resources, the knowledge to actually make it happen. And I'm sure there's a lot of those companies out there, but that's what associated resources does, correct? Yes, we help
2: maintain their asset so that they can grow their asset. not everybody's trying to be a large company and they're not trying to put a lot of, um, you know, they're not, they may not want an, a big office with a lot of people in it. So that's what we're here for so that they can, uh, like I said, so that they can continue trying to grow their asset and not have to maintain it at the same time. That's what we're, we're here for that.
0: Yeah. Um, I think most of the companies that we work for like to keep their GNA low, as low as they can get it. And so they see outsourcing as an avenue to do that uh, while (laughs) getting a high level of competency and a work product completed. Um, Because they also, they see that a company like ARI, you know, they work for several companies, so they see several different ways to do something. And you can identify... The best way to do it, some companies listen to us and take and heed our advice and some don't. That's fine. We're, ARI is flexible in that sense. But I mean, ultimately you're getting, you're killing two birds with one stone. You're keeping your GNA low and you're getting some highly qualified personnel working on your projects.
1: Yeah. Sounds like there's a lot of benefits that people see right away whenever they work with ARI. What are some of those benefits that you you hear from companies after working with you? Cost savings,
2: um, softwares, they don't have to try and, you know, go through the, what we would call uh, presentation after presentation of different software companies to figure out, whoa, what, what which one's best for us when we already have one. They don't have to, that's a huge cost saving in itself. Um, just managing the people. That's, you know, the day-to-day function of managing employees. The, that's something they don't have to worry about. Uh, all the way to the time spent in interviews, the time spent in layoffs, in good times and bad. Uh, so, you know, those, I would say those are probably the the biggest cost savings um, or benefits, if you will. And let's be honest, every company, not just in this industry, but every company wants to, you know, the be- what's their number one benefit they want? They want to save money. Because
0: the more they save, the more revenue they make. Yeah Mike, I see I see ARI as it's almost like an employee share, you know um, you know you, you get to you get the benefit of highly quality uh, high quality personnel uh, and without all the HR trouble. You know um, ARI has its own HR department and accounting department, payroll, all those things you don't have to worry about. And when you're starting out as a company, when you just bought an asset, the last thing you want to be thinking about is hiring people. What you want to be doing is you want to be starting to evaluate this asset that you just bought and figuring out ways to grow it um, or whatever your plan is as a oil and gas company, figuring out ways to better produce it. You know, a lot of our clients go in and, and rework wells to get more production out of them. And I think that's a huge benefit as opposed to compensating. We get them doing what they need to be doing earlier. Yeah, that's, that's great. So
1: who are the right fit companies for ARI? Obviously we talked about some of these large corporations like Exxon mobile and uh, ConocoPhillips. They're not the right fit probably, but you mentioned startups who are the right fit. Uh, Well, Small
2: to mid-size and PE bag companies are probably the, the right fit. That, that's what I would say is in our wheelhouse. But we, we do work. We work for some large companies. Um, mm-hmm. Believe it or not, the, the large companies, like we said earlier, they have more historical data than anybody. And it always needs to be cleaned up in some form or maintained in some form. Um, but those would be, you know, the small... Um, to mid-size and PE-backed startup type companies would be what I would say is in our wheelhouse. Um, You know, uh, for example, we have a client that um, we've had for five years and they've bought two assets during that time. First one was about 250 wells and then the second one went from like a thousand and they kept adding more. Just to that little pieces, and they're, they're up to around 25, 2300, 2500 wells. And they've benefited from it. Um, they've benefited not only from the cost savings, the in, in, in everything we've said earlier about the software, the reduced man hours that they have to worry about trying to manage somebody, um, it just all the way to making their land payments that, um, you know, they don't have to stress or worry over. Uh, I think, I think that that's something that's not talked about either either is the stress of, of maintaining something when you're, as Brandon mentioned earlier, when you're trying to grow it, <clears throat> we take that
0: stress away. Yeah. I, I, and Mike bring it, brought up a great point in the very beginning of this, you know, even those larger companies, um, sometimes your data isn't where you want it to be and we can certainly help out with that and formulate a plan uh, based on what you want to do if you're a larger company. Uh, We're not asking you for the to outsource your entire accounting department or DO department lease records department but if you need help if you realize that you need help for a period of time I call it project work uh, we can certainly help out with that. But ultimately, most of our clients are that small to mid-sized, usually private equity-backed companies that are trying to keep G&A low, or looking to potentially flip it in two, three, four, five, seven years. We don't see as much as that, and that's a whole other conversation we get into as far as industry. But um, back in you know 2012 to 15, you saw a lot of those PE-backed companies that are wanting to flip in three to five years. We worked for a lot of them. Um, One of the biggest names, Felix Energy. Um, Now you're seeing these private equity groups come in with a more long-term approach. They're looking at production uh, and the value of production, keeping a a longer-term book of of assets. So it's kind of changed a little bit, but... Uh, those are good options for us, too, because if you're looking for long term, it's important to be focused on producing your wells uh, at the best rate that you can. And you're able to focus on that a little bit more when you're outsourcing. And, you know, we've talked
2: about from an outsourcing standpoint of being, uh, you know, your lease records, your division order, your accounting and maintaining that for for them on a monthly basis. Uh and kind of what we're talking about here with you know some of these other companies they don't always need that some of these companies have been around for a while um mm-hmm. and, and they've you know they already have their own uh systems and and in, in place and and things like that and they just need help cleaning historical stuff up and we do that we we for example we had a client we did that for two years and they i mean every Every time we had a meeting, it was very, just very grateful for the work we were doing because they just didn't have the manpower to do that. And it's easier when you when you can contact an ARI that does it every day, you know, and they know what to do to clean it up. And, and that's what you know. That's so. It's not just about maintaining it um, from a production standpoint. Sometimes it is just cleanup. And, and there's a lot of, there's a lot of data Uh, we're doing some for right now for a client that has, and I'm, I'm, I really am serious. When I say this, they have seven years of data that they have not entered into a system. They have three floors of boxes that they are literally going through one by one to be scanned and loaded into a system. So that's, you know. There, there's a lot of different ways to go about uh, helping these these
0: companies and that's just one of them. I bet the biggest feedback you hear uh, Mike is probably gratitude you know for making their job easier.
2: It, yeah when when they recognize it, yes, it takes some time because there's they've been so <laughs> kind of beaten over the head you know with trying to find something for so long. And then once they start realizing that, oh, my gosh, it's right here. I can see it now. There's, yes, gratitude is a, is is the right word.
0: I think that's why that tortilla challenge came so popular, because people were so tired of all of it. They just started slapping each other in the face with tortillas.
1: <laughs> I've never heard of that. I have to look that up. Tortilla challenge. <laughs> Man. Fantastic. Well, Mike, if people want to get in touch with you about ARI, uh, learn more for, about what you offer, how can they get in touch with you? Um, they can email me at mgibson
2: at com, or they can reach out via our website um, and, and, and leave us a comment and contact information to,
1: to reach out to them that way. Fantastic. We'll leave all that in the show notes for listeners. Um Brandon, anything nice you want to say about Mike before we head out?
0: Hmm. Let me think for a minute. <laughs> that's
2: that's that's almost scary.
0: Uh, Does it have to be nice or can it be a backhanded comment? See? Whatever you want. I love Mike, man. He's he's just so cute. You know, he's short. He's kind of he's cute. <laughs> that bald head shining. Oh,
2: they're gonna make me cry. You gotta stop.
0: <laughs> no, Mike, uh Thank you for coming on today. You're great. Uh, thank you for being the great leader that you are, and uh, you know you've really made our that, that company strive and get better. So thank you. I appreciate it.
2: Hopefully, I've yeah. uh, I've left some good information for for people to listen to and 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 kind of know where they need to go if they're
1: if they're looking to outsource something. Fantastic. Well, I appreciate both of you. Thanks for being on, and Mike, we'll see you around. Sounds good. Thanks, Khalil.
0: See ya. Bye. Thanks for listening to The Land Department. Check out our website in the show notes or visit dudley-land.com to learn more about us.